It's a perfect Friday morning here at the High, October 27th, 2023. Had a busy week. Um, the campus is a hub of activity. We have uh, many things going on. It's a change of athletic season, so our cross country, our water polo, our track and field and football teams are finishing the regular season this week. My son Owen participated in freshman football and it was a great experience where he met uh, so many new Cubs and and just uh, guys that he's become really good friends with and um, was challenged. Uh, be happy that the early morning 6 a.m. drives are, are ending, um, but, uh, but it was a great experience for Owen for sure. We continue to have so many things going on at campus. I don't remember a time where there have been so many initiatives and so many great programs that have been offered during this time of year. Um, but it's really great to, to see these opportunities evolve for our students and for this community. So interviewing Judy Delamico a few days ago was a treat. She is just a magnetic personality, somebody who is always happy, always willing to help, whether it's help the students, help uh, mentor new faculty, um, help the administration. She does such an unbelievable job as a math teacher, as the director of summer session. It was a treat getting to know her better. Um, and I'm thrilled to introduce our next guest who has been on this campus for quite a long time and has many stories to share. So let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of We Are Loyola. Hello, Loyola community, and welcome to another episode of We Are Loyola. I am thrilled to have the one and only Mr. Jerry Fermento sitting across from me right now. Super excited to have him as a guest, uh, as I'm sure you are all as well. How are you, Jerry? I'm doing well, and I'll probably make you regret this. No okay. way. No way. Okay. We can, we have editing privileges, you good, know, after good. this, I can go back and, uh, I might need to bleep out some stuff and Got maybe it. cut a few things. I hope so at least. Okay. But that'll make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. You know, and I, I think, uh, uh, for our listeners, um, which are the, the Loyola community, they want to know more about Jerry Fermento. They want to know about the person, the teacher, but also kind of what brought you to Loyola as a student what brought you to Loyola, what brought you back to Loyola as a teacher and what keeps you here really. So, you know, if we can go all the way back to the beginning, you know, where did, where did you grow up your childhood? <laughs> well, it all go, yeah, going way back. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Monterey park, which is about eight miles east of Loyola high school. Mm -hmm. It's kind of right above East LA, right below maybe South Pasadena, mm -hmm. that area. Yeah. And I went to St. Thomas Aquinas grade school in Monterey park. And, um, Yes, I, I am famous in that parish because I oh. was the first person oh. on the baptismal role for that church. Oh, okay. okay so, all right. The first. So my parents told there. me. Okay. Correct. Okay. All right. 
Yeah. Anyway, went there and probably my first, my very first contact with Jesuits was my mm -hmm. fifth grade teacher. Oh, really? Yeah. And she, of course, wasn't a Jesuit. Oh, but <laughs> okay. Her, <laughs> but her, her son was oh, okay. a Jesuit priest. And I didn't even know this until after graduation and mm -hmm. later. But she said, you need to go to Loyola. And she picked four guys out of the classroom in my, this was fifth grade, you're destined for Loyola. Wow, did all of them come to Loyola? All of them came oh, to Loyola. So you and four more or four total? Four total. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. wow. I, um, yeah, so it was really her mm -hmm. noticing something in us that she thought Loyola was the right place for us. And, and she was the, everybody's favorite teacher. Mm -hmm. She just had this charism about her. And she was from Czechoslovakia, uh -huh. you know, and she just had, and she would, if we went to mass, she would invite us to her apartment, which was a block away from Loyola <laughs> for breakfast. Okay. If you went, if you went to, only if you went only to mass, if you went to mass anyway. So there was a few of us that did that kind of stuff, but she was, she was a person that brought me to Loyola. Interesting. And, and your parents got on board and said, yes, that, that sounds right. And uh, they did. They and they, did. they sent you here and you happily came, right? Happily I know there are came. some stories uh, of, of people coming and not um, not wanting to come. But when they got here, they realized that this is the right place to be. But from the very beginning, you felt like this is where you should be. Yes. I don't really remember choosing it, to mm -hmm. tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. I just know I ended up here. Right. And it, you know, even in eighth grade, we were kind of a little bit ahead in the math department. Mm -hmm. So we went to high school math in eighth grade oh. to John ba uh, to uh, Bosco Tech right. in Montebello. Okay. And uh, it was an interesting thing. But so they that, that parish kind of had a little bit of progressive stuff going on in it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, ended up coming to Loyola. And of course, freshman year, Donna Wanland. Okay, okay. yeah. So, okay, and, now a student at Loyola. And t tell us about Donna. Yeah. You know, if you know me, you know Donna Wanland was a huge part of my life. Right. And from freshman year, she just opened your eyes to new possibilities. Mm -hmm. And she taught the Bible from a perspective I have never heard before. And she made it fun. She made it interesting. And you were learning really complex ideas that you really didn't know you were learning at the mm -hmm. time. But she just made it fun and... and um, and interesting right and after that freshman year I kind of kept in contact with her and uh, she knew that I was good at theology from mm -hmm. from when I was a student so she picked up on that and she helped nurture that in me and junior senior year I had her classes I was her TA right. you know all of this stuff and um, it's it's because of her that I went into theology okay but she told me if you're really thinking of going into scripture, studying scripture, do not go to a Catholic school. Oh, really? Yeah. She said, do not go to a Catholic school. Find a Protestant school that has some religious program. And she introduced me to Chapman College in Orange County. Interesting. Which um, was a Disciples of Christ Church. But the reason is Catholics had been doing critical research on the Bible only since 1943. They were not allowed to do it before that. Really? And the Protestants had been doing it since the Reformation. Wow. And so they knew how to study the Bible. And, well, learn. and she, too, was a Congregationalist that converted to Catholicism. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, it, Well, 
I don't want to skip past uh, your your student experiences. If you have uh, uh, if you have others, I know Donna was a huge part of your life, and um, um, uh, as she was for so many people. Um, right. uh, but then, as a student, do you remember? Can you share any experiences as a student? Listen, and, I was and on, let's go. You were class of seventy nine. Class of seventy nine. I was okay. on the the bowling team. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and I had high game. Oh, that's two forty-two. Oh, wow! Okay, that, that was good. That, that is was game good. right there. Yes. That's for sure. And uh, we had a, uh, a teacher that was the the, the the proctor of that that um, club. Yeah, and he was this gruff Cajun Louisiana <laughs> teacher that taught algebra, yeah. and. Um, all I remember is going to the bowling alley and everybody was smoking, you know, everybody was smoking <laughs> including cigarettes, the students, then, including probably. the students. Yes. Uh, well, and, was that a bowling alley nearby? Yeah. Did you, were you able yes. to walk there? No. Oh, okay. There was a Midtown Bowl. They had the vans. Oh, okay. They had some vans back then. And so I think there was eight of us on a team and we actually played other schools. Yeah. yeah we really, need to revitalize yeah. that. Do you still bowl? <laughs> From time to time. Oh, maybe we have a coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a time when, uh, early when, Bill Thomason was a teacher here. I mean, when he was a principal, mm -hmm. and he knew we had gone through this kind of rough patch with some deaths and this, and we had an in-service, mm -hmm. and Bill Thomason had the wisdom to know that we're all coming for this in-service, and this is the last thing we, we really want to do. Mm -hmm. And he had buses lined up, and he and we all got on buses and bowled for the whole day. Right, that was what we did. That you know, and that is one story that I remember hearing. I think when I was probably, so I'm here, it's my 23rd year here, okay. so I think I remember hearing about that, and it probably happened five years before Three, I was hired yeah, or so yeah, on, yeah. but uh, I remember being, that's, Be, a, that's a cool thing. Yeah. yeah, we need to bring something like that back, you know, yeah. but I think we should go to Top Golf okay. now instead of the bowling, but yeah. but that's just me. I'm a, I'm a golfer, so, uh, but that's interesting. Okay, so you still bowl. Um, you so were part I, of the bowling team. I was on the yearbook. Theology, you did yearbook. yearbook and um, I did the, the yearbook, loyal and the loyalist mm -hmm. but i couldn't get involved in much at loyola because my life i was one of seven kids okay my parents had a family business an italian deli oh and yeah. we were the employees mm -hmm. <laughs> okay i i'm not kidding from age 10 till i graduated i worked 30 to 50 hours a week oh my goodness and and, and went to school and went to school wow yeah so, well, you'd love to hear this about me. My best friend growing up through high school, his yeah. name is Frank Felicia, okay. and his parents own a little deli, and that's what we did in the, I did that in the summers. I didn't do it when I was uh, working, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's a familiar story. You know, yeah. you're, you're working Family. hard and that, that. Uh, um, so I could never get involved in sports. Right. Because it was after school and that's when we had to go to work. Mm -hmm. You know, it was after school, um, not Monday and Tuesday, but starting Wednesday, Thursday, and then the weekends, we yeah. worked. We worked Saturday and Sunday and Friday after school. So that sense of hard work was really taught to you at an early age. And yeah, yeah. Do you mind sharing a, about your folks a little bit? Just uh, oh, I had great folks. Yeah. yeah. So they had, they owned a, a deli. They owned a deli. Um, my father was a hard worker. Mm -hmm. He has seven kids. You know, we get in fights. I mean, family businesses and yeah. and you know, you work with each other. It's not mm -hmm. always great. But um, you know, his his he was first generation. Mm -hmm. American right. and and so you know they did what they knew and could do right and having the deli was actually a continuation of my grandparents who had an Italian market and vegetable in Chinatown in downtown for 50 years before my father really yeah okay. so the the Italian market deli business it's goes way back family. to like 1909 
Now, did, did your parents grow up in the United States? They did. Okay, they did. They both yeah. grew up in, in right here. Right here. Right my mom went to Bishop Connody, and my dad oh. went to Cathedral. Oh, there we go. Okay. With Bill Sanchez, yeah. if you remember Bill oh, Sanchez. Oh yeah, of course. My dad went to school with Bill Sanchez. Wow. Well, good. So, yeah. so okay. So we can, uh, you know, student growing up, student at Loyola. Then you're off to college. Where did you go? Before we get to college, I got yes. one, one go great ahead, story. Yes. Okay. Something that could never happen these days. Mm-hmm. Donna Wanland, I was a I was her TA senior year, uh-huh. and I was taking a Jesuit um, for church history. Mm-hmm. And Tom Weston, I don't know if you've ever heard of Tom Weston, but at that time, <laughs> he was a crazy teacher, <laughs> and he he part of the problem was he was an alcoholic. Oh, okay, it's okay, a problem. And yep. he would stand on desk, but he was brilliant. Okay, and he would teach you all the bad stuff in church history. <laughs> and one day he gave us an assignment, 135 terms mm-hmm. to, to find by the next day. Oh. Impossible. Right. Well, I told Wanland this, and she said, call your mother and tell her you're not coming home tonight. It was due the next day. And they had no, you know, over, well, by the time you're a senior, teachers knew your families back then. Right. And so I called my mom. I said, we got this project to do. Donna's going to, we're going to work straight through the night. And she had a library at home and we went and we looked up every single term from her library in her apartment and, oh. and highlighted in the book, the num the answer to every one of the 135, actually wow. 132, we couldn't okay. get three. <laughs> and then, and then after marking the book and putting a paper in, then we went to copy, copy mat. Okay. Okay. Cause we had to make copies of each answer mm-hmm. that represented each, that was the answer to each question. Finished about 5.45 in the morning. Oh my gosh. Okay. Got to school. I was so proud of this. You know, 132 out of 135, handed in, and he looks at it, he looks at it, and the only thing he said was, oh, you couldn't get three. <laughs> okay, now mind you, nobody in the class turned <laughs> no, in more than five. Turn, yeah. Okay, nobody turned in more than five answers. Oh, but man. this is what Donna was well, to me. And those she are was, the expectations of some teachers, and she, yeah, and, but and, that is amazing dedication and And wow. she was that way for my career also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I ended up going to Chapman College for an under degree, for a degree in, in um, religious studies, and then I went to Berkeley for mm-hmm. graduate to the Jesuit School of Theology oh, wow. up there I, for my I graduate didn't work. Know that. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. How how was that experience? Great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. was that a year or two years or three years. Three years. Three, three years. year program. Three year wow. program. And the Jesuit School of Theology is one school in the union called Graduate Theological Union. Okay. And it's the best on the West Coast. Yeah. Wow. For theology and and there. But I worked Everywhere I went to school, I had to work. Mm-hmm. Even college, I had to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have three yeah. jobs in college. You'll like yeah. this. I was, I was an usher at Anaheim Stadium. Oh, really? Okay, okay. because my uncle was Bill Delury from the Dodgers. Okay, and he was a traveling secretary for the Dodgers for mm-hmm. many, many years, and he got me the, the got you a the, gig the, over got, there. Yeah, got me the gig over there. But that's when the Rams played at. Um, Anaheim Stadium. Okay, I didn't know the Rams, the Rams played. Yes, Anaheim the Anaheim Rams. <laughs> the Anaheim Play, Rams. Yes. I remember that. I mean, that was uh, that was pre-Kurt Warner even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was uh, so, way way back so, then. But, and when I was in college, I worked for Gary Carter. No way. He, because I worked at a video store, and his, his wife's parents owned it. 
Really? And when he would go away on trips, he would have me babysit his house. Right. In in Fullerton, when he lived in Fullerton. Interesting. Gary yeah. Carter. You know Gary Carter. I do, yeah. Catcher, right? Yeah. And he played for the Expos for a long time. And he the, played for Montreal, was, yeah, yeah, in the beginning. Um, yeah. I was watching a documentary that he was yeah. in recently. I can't yeah. remember what it is, but anyway. that's beside the point. Back to you. Back to Back me. to you. <laughs> I worked through college. I worked through graduate school. Mm-hmm. You know, it of was, course. It and when, was, when that was instilled in you at a young age, right? That I you're knew no different. Things. You didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. But the limitation that put on me was always not able to do 100% of, my, of the work that I wish I could do. Right. So I always got around you know, get by with bees and all of that, but mm-hmm. I could have done better yeah. if I had more time, but that's life. I think, I mean, that's part of being a student, right? And, yeah. uh, and somebody that's spread so thin, uh, yeah. you can only uh, expect so much out of yourself. Or, yeah. I mean, we, we as teachers need to realize that about our students too, that they are spread thin and uh, we need to keep that in the back of our mind as we're right. teaching. So you uh, leave Chapman College, go to Cal, and you do your studies there. Did, is that when you reunited with Donna and she brought you back to Loyola? Yeah, she she was still a part of my life all right. through college and mm-hmm. because I'm doing theological stuff. Okay. And she was kind of a mentor in all of that. When I went through the Je- uh, Jesuit School of Theology at Berkeley, in, in May of the third year, Gordon Bennett calls. Okay. Says, would you like to work here? <laughs> oh, he wanted to get you early. Yes. Yeah. And Donna had put in oh, of course. that I wanted to work here. I hear you want to work at Loyola. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, so he talked to me for about an hour on the phone, and he said, well, I'm offering you the job. Well, and, um, yeah. So he offered me the job, and I came back after the summer of that year. Yeah. And I started in The rest 87. is history. Okay, so you started in 1987. 87. Fall of 87. Okay. Judy, uh, Judy Delamico and... And Lalo Diaz, and did you all start together? We all started together. Oh man! Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So 1987, uh, you started here teaching theology. Just a uh, um, you know, you're the, the low man on the right. totem pole. So you, so you had to teach sophomores because mm-hmm. nobody really wants to teach sophomores <laughs> because <laughs> especially you don't need theology. to say why. You yeah. don't need yeah, to say no, why. Good, okay. Good. <laughs> Everyone should understand that. One. So I taught freshmen scripture and I taught sophomores. Great. And then as time went on, you put in you know your time and you start to say I want to do this and the, whatever right. opens up. But at that time, jobs did not open up very often. No. That's why before I even finished my master's, I came down here mm-hmm. not writing my thesis yet. Wow. So yeah, so that was why. But I had finished all my coursework. Mm-hmm. I just didn't do the thesis. Right. And then I came to Loyola and. Um, Okay, so being a teacher at Loyola, you, you started, and as a young teacher, obviously you still had Donna uh, to mentor you. Were there other mentors uh, that you that no. you used? Maybe <laughs> just her. <laughs> it was her. It was just her. And I'll tell you, I taught like she taught. Mm-hmm. And a matter of fact, 10 years down the road, she subbed my class, mm-hmm. and she wrote me a note on the Monday when I came back saying I got the greatest compliment. One of, <laughs> one of, one of, your students said to me, gee, Miss Wanlin, you teach just like Mr. Fermento. Right. Okay. And, That's great. And that is good and bad mm-hmm. because she, she was such an influence on me mm-hmm. that it took me a lot of years to find my own right. way. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't bad to teach like her, believe it or not. No. But it stifled me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that didn't come till later where I then was 
secure enough in myself and in my education to deviate. Mm -hmm. And then she loved it right. when I deviated, but I didn't deviate for a number of years, probably because of it, because it was comfortable. Comfortable, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's, it's. I think that's a. That's a roadblock that we all run into. I think no matter what your profession right. is, is you see how it's done in the past and you want to emulate that because you respect whatever you saw or however it was done in the past. And uh, I, I feel the same way, you know, and for me, I think it was maybe a little bit of Craig Bauma, ah, you know, right, as right. my mentor. And I said, okay, I want to, I want it to look like that. The students are responding to him. Um, but then, you know, you kind of, after you learn that way, you can learn how to be yourself a little more and it's even more effective, yeah, you know, when you're your genuine self. Yeah. Um, that's great. And so some of the experience w is while you're teaching here. So what, what clubs and activities and different things did you get into? Here at Loyola? Mm -hmm. You mean when I was a faculty member? Yes. Well, yeah. you know, I was all over the place. First of all, I, I managed the theater, mm -hmm. you know, I remember. so I did all the tickets for the theater mm -hmm. without any computer. Okay. <laughs> Zero. Time. Yeah. Okay. Every order that people ordered tickets was voicemail mm -hmm. and do you know how long it takes to listen to voicemail <laughs> and then have to confirm oh, back to them that's how they bought oh, tickets through voicemail voicemail oh my gosh hours i would be at my desk from five in the afternoon till maybe nine at night mm -hmm. just listening to voicemails writing down everyone's orders wow uh, filling the orders figuring out a system and yeah well, that was really crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, so I, I do recall you being in part of the theater and uh, Hannon Company. It was, yeah. Um, it was it was the just the house manager. Mm -hmm. You know the 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 house opening it up, tickets and right. snack bar kind of thing. Yeah. Which, and, which of course I brought to a whole new level <laughs> because of, of the food. Right, the because of food at Loy in my life, right. my my Italian uh, heritage. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and so I mean, currently you're doing the bookstore. You are. How long have you been running the bookstore? Has oh, it been a I, long time? At least twenty years. Maybe. Okay, twenty years. I think Wazak was the last one to do it. Okay. Um, yeah. I think there was a tiny little interim. Crazy. And That's a ton of work. And now, how has it changed? You know. It, well, and there was no credit cards, and there right. were no. It was only cash or check. Mm -hmm. I remember hiding money one night, finishing late hiding money under books, you know? <laughs> Only I knew where that money was that night. Thank God I didn't die or something. They would they would have had a hard time finding. But bringing over to the business office to Jim Rich, $118,000, <laughs> you know, in cash. Cash, yes. cash, cash. Only, yeah. So it well, was a whole different that is That is a whole different ballgame ball than, than what it is now, yeah. um, for sure. So I, I do it now and it's, it's work, but it's nothing like what it used to be. I mean, no. the hours and hours and 10, 12 hour days mm -hmm. all through that last month. Yeah. You know, well, and, it's good. It's more efficient now. That's, yeah. that's, uh, that's really beneficial. Anyway. Um, well, so let's jump into the classroom a little bit. Talk yeah. about, uh, your classes in your current course load. You're teaching, you have five preps. <laughs> what, what are you teaching? About now? Four preps. Four preps. Yeah. I teach scripture, which I love. And that's the thing that I am best at mm -hmm. because I've been doing it for so long and and I know how to teach freshmen scripture so that so that they you know if you want to know what I want them to get out of scripture is mm -hmm. I want them to have an educated approach to the Bible a understanding it from a historical critical perspective Great. and fundamentalism is ignorance and that's what we don't want mm -hmm. so for them to come out and to th for them to like it mm -hmm. all of my students come out liking the Bible 
Yeah. They're not bored. Right. And that's not easy to do. No. <laughs> yes, that's not easy to do. <laughs> then they all come in theology. I could see how many of you guys think theology boring, you know, and mm -hmm. they all raise their hand, mm -hmm. but they won't be bored. And so my students aren't, and they really enjoy it. And they don't even know they're learning stuff that even is stuff that's presented in college, right. the college level. Absolutely. So they love it. I love it. And another thing I want them to know by the end of this is that God is pure positivity and there's no negativity in God. So when you're reading these Bible stories, these are people's understanding of God mm -hmm. and that, and it's not who God is. Amen. And so, you know, if I could get them to know when they leave my class, that if they ever come across an image of God, that is not pure positivity, walk away from it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. there's no Absolutely. negativity in God, which is a high standard. And that's not my, it's, Carl Rahner, S.J., who's the greatest theologian of the 20th century, that's how he teaches, right. that God is pure positivity. Yeah, and, I, you know, and I, I see that in you, you know, in the way that you teach, in the way that you are with people, in the way that you are with your colleagues, with me. You know, yeah. you, you walk that walk, and you are a, a positive person who is just so much fun to be around. And, uh, you know, some of, I would say, uh, the most fun times we've had might have been on some faculty retreats together <laughs> back in the day when we would spend yeah. the nights and uh i think maybe we'll we'll finish up with uh how i might know you best and and ha have been able to share the most time with you around a table that you prepare at, at fermento's feast so can you tell our listeners about yeah. fermento's feast and if you won't i will because uh, uh it is a remarkable thing you put together every year you know it's it's a a table of food, basically, <laughs> you know, but it started off just being an appetizer table mm -hmm. and it grew over years and years of just doing more and more. Um, you have to understand that an Italian food is, is an, an extension of showing love mm -hmm. and there's some weird thing that happens. And, you know, it, it was, it just happened. It just happened mm -hmm. at the retreat and it grew over time and it became a, a place where people gathered around food exactly. and and they just talked to right. each other. It was the best idea of Eucharist or communion that you can have because even even theologically, Jesus' last supper, it's around food. Right. And no and if you most of our best times are when we invite people over for dinner mm -hmm. and we have a, a dinner with people and we talk and we do this. So that's what that was supposed to be. It wasn't always well received by some people that put the the, the retreat together because some th some thought it was too much of a focus. Everybody looked forward to Fermento's feast, <laughs> well, you know. And you can't blame them there. Yeah, I, I mean, I I I think it was a focus. It wasn't a focus of the retreat. It was a focus because, and it was a focus not only because of the food, Jerry. Right? It was a focus because of what you say it represents and what you, right. what it allowed people to do. So we. You know, the retreat is full of really great things, but that time where we can have to socialize and to have this food that is made with such love and uh, to be able to just talk around that table was, it's always such a, a great memory for me. Right, right. Um, and, uh, and it was fun for me to put it together and to create new things for this year, you know, outdoing every right. year with something that people don't get all the time. No, I mean, that, that, 
that table that you put together it's, it's not something i ever experienced and and never experienced outside of when i have fermentos feast and what what were some of the items we put on just oh, uh, just do our all some different of kinds of salamis and prosciutto and fruit and bread and olives and all kinds of cheeses i mean the flavor tr- cheese tr- there was a blueberry cheese that you put <laughs> out there one time i think i ate the whole block of it it was so good it yeah. was crazy yeah. you know i think there was about 20 cheeses mm-hmm. and about 14 meats and and then fruit and yeah and then and then combinations you know you come up with try this with this right. you know who would take a amaretto the, cookie yeah. and put gorgonzola <laughs> cheese on it right you know you gotta try this you absolutely try it was and uh, it was fun combinations were endless but too. what it did it brought us together 100 and 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 we don't have enough of that today I, we need we need more of that yeah but we, we get so big mm-hmm. and we, we so we have to find ways to maybe do it smaller mm-hmm. because it's, it's so you know i Judy Delamico and I had had a previous interview here, and we talked a little bit about that and how she she was getting the faculty to go out to some Dodger games and do some things together. We talked a little bit about that in our interview, but it's very similar to this in that we we you know human nature is to strive to be in communion with each other, right, right. right, and to have these opportunities to get to know each other better. And that's the whole point of this podcast here is to get to know. Uh, my colleagues better, and then if we have listeners, uh, you know, they get to know um, all of us a little bit better yeah. too, which is an important part of who we are as a school and a community. Um, so, uh, you it's know, it's a good attempt. Yeah, it's a good attempt, but there's no replacement for being with each other. Right, and we have to figure that out. I, I 100 percent agree. That out. But and this is good start good start good yeah start. good start and it's not hurting anybody no. um so why not do it and you know i think correct me if i'm wrong you you've traveled quite a bit right with and students with students right can you talk about a couple maybe a couple of those trips just so as we finish up i said i thought maybe we'd end with fermentos yeah. feast but i'm remembering you do take these trips so yeah terry terry kamada right She's the real brains behind everything. <laughs> she really. She's the brains behind she's, everything. Everywhere. She's everywhere. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, she she puts together the program. Mm-hmm. I'm the worker. You know, <laughs> okay. but yeah. but she's she knows how to organize students. You know, I met Terry on a trip when her father had just died. Really, her father had just died in May, and there was a trip, and it was one of these whirlwind trips to Europe, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh my god, I filled in for somebody who backed out and it was 36 students were going to go to eight countries in 21 days okay sounds miserable and i committed to this it's really bad (laughs) because you were a babysitter basically back then Mm -hmm. and she her father died in may and i said and an opening came up at the end of may and i said why don't you just go on this we're going to go in june we'll be gone for 20 days mm-hmm. just get out and get some yeah. you know and so that's how i got to know her 21 days of sitting next to her Being on the together. bus and telling each other our stories right and that's so it i've done at least 10 trips with her wow either to italy or to greece or to sicily and we've done it with the students and and she always wanted to focus on education mm-hmm. and so she she would from that experience of the first one where we were babysitters for all these people who wanted to go to Europe to have go to discos right you know which was that first experience it was gonna now have an academic uh, approach mm-hmm. and if 
and a different way of, of training the students before we went right. on how this trip is going to go. Exactly. And they were always productive, and the kids always learned so much. And, you know, it's great. It's great. Those and, trips were, I mean, I only hear wonderful things about those trips. Yeah. And, and I, I did know that you were travel partners, and that's a, that's a yeah. really cool thing. Yeah. So. So I think we'll wrap up here unless yeah. you unless you want to share anything else. I, I do appreciate you taking the time to be here to have this Thank conversation with me. Thank you for having me. me. Of Thank course. You for having yeah. Me. And um, and I think uh, uh, a big you know um, a, a, a big pile of gratitude to you and all you do here at Loyola and for our students and for our entire community. So thank you again. And I have a lot of gratitude for this place. I mean, it's given me my sense of mission for my whole life. And so it's a great place. It's a great place. Okay. Thank All you, right. Jerry. All right. And that will do it for another episode of We Are Loyola.